You're listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. Out Loud Bible Project is on a mission to read the entire Bible out loud in a conversational and approachable way, so you can recognize your part in this conversation between you and God. Hey, welcome back to the Outlawed Bible Project Podcast. Mike here. Just reading the Bible like it makes a difference. Hey, thanks so much for experiencing the Bible like this with me. It, uh, it means a lot that you tune in, you download the episode, you listen to it. I don't know when you listen to it, maybe in the morning, maybe at night, sometimes maybe during your work day. And uh, just just knowing that... There are people like you who just want to have a fresh experience with the Bible and therefore a fresh experience with God uh, is encouraging. And so thank you. Thanks for spending your time this way. And uh, I know I've, maybe it's a little bit selfish, but I've gotten a lot out of this as well, just um, especially here in the Psalms, where can we be honest, sometimes it feels repetitive. Sometimes it just feels like David is kind of saying the same thing over and over again sometimes. And I think there's more nuances than even we necessarily can see. But even if, even if it were repetitive, there's some power in repetition. And there's power in hearing the same sort of things over again. Because it, you know, it might, it, I ask my daughter when she's trying a new food, I ask her to have it twice. The first time, because whoa, I wasn't expecting that. And everything tastes bad. If you don't know what to expect, <laughs> the first thing you, the first time you taste it, it tastes bad. Because it's like, whoa, I wasn't tasting that at all. If you're expecting uh, milk and it's actually orange juice, it is the most sour, gross milk you'll ever have. But then if you realize afterwards, oh, it's supposed to be orange juice, and then you have orange juice, then it's like, okay, actually, this is delicious orange juice, right? It's the same sort of thing of like, just this repetition where it might not hit the first time. But the second time, the third time, maybe it then starts to sink in. And these ideas that we've been talking about here lately with David um, finding his refuge in God and finding protection in God and and running to God, God being a fortress, we're going to have that theme kind of throughout here. And uh, I know for me, it's made me have to kind of pause, even as reading it, kind of mentally pause and be like, wait. God is my refuge. Like, what does it mean to actually run to God for these things? Um, and so I know I've benefited from that. I hope if you haven't experienced that yet, I hope maybe today will be a good chance to kind of allow the repetition to kind of work its way into your heart a little bit and see if you might not uh, kind of experience it in a new way today. Let's uh, let's see how that goes. Uh, so sometimes in the Psalms, uh, an author or an early commentator includes the context for the psalm. And today we're going to read two psalms. The first one, Psalm 34, was apparently was written around the time David was fleeing from King Saul, which, you know, was a long time. Uh, but one particular time, he didn't flee to the mountains, like we talked about last episode. He actually fled to an enemy city, hoping it wouldn't be somewhere Saul would search, right? 
So the Philistines there, though, they recognized him and they took him to the king, Achish, which is sometimes called Abimelech, which means son of the king. And it was likely a Philistine title for the king, like Pharaoh is the title for the king in Egypt. And so David was scared of being recognized by his enemies. And so he pretended to be insane when he was brought in to see the king. Just saying crazy things and drooling and groveling in the dirt, so Achish sent him away. Now, David could have thought he was pretty clever or a good actor and saved himself. But we see in this psalm that was written around this time, reflecting on this moment, he gives God the credit for his protection. That's Psalm 34. And Psalm 35, though it's not written in the same context, it does provide us more insight into how David credits God for his protection against his enemies. So let's check these out. Psalm 34. I will bless God at all times. His praise will always be in my mouth. My soul shall boast in God. The humble shall hear of it and be glad. Oh, magnify God with me. Let's exalt his name together. See, I sought God and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. They looked to him and were radiant. Their faces shall never be covered with shame. The poor man cried and God heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. God's angel encamps around those who fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Oh, fear God, you his saints, for there is no lack with those who fear him. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek God shall not lack any good thing. Come, you children, listen to me. I'll teach you the fear of God. Who is someone who desires life and loves many days that he may seek good? Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. Depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. God's eyes are toward the righteous. His ears listen to their cry. God's face is against those who do evil to cut off their memory from the earth. The righteous cry and God hears and delivers them out of all their trouble. God is near to those who have a broken heart and saves those who have a crushed spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers him out of them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Evil shall kill the wicked. Those who hate the righteous shall be condemned. God redeems the soul of his servants. None of those who take refuge in him shall be condemned. Psalm 35. Contend, God, with those who contend with me. Fight against those who fight against me. Take hold of shield and buckler and stand up for my help. Brandish the spear and block those who pursue me. Tell my soul I am your salvation. Let those who seek after my soul be disappointed and brought to dishonor. Let those who plot my ruin be turned back and confounded. Let them be as chaff before the wind, God's angels driving them on. Let their way be dark and slippery, God's angel pursuing them. For without cause they've hidden their net in a pit for me. Without cause they've dug a pit for my soul. (sighs) Let destruction come on him unawares. Let his net that he's hidden catch himself. Let him fall into that destruction. My soul shall be joyful in God. It shall rejoice in his salvation. All my bones shall say, God, who is like you, who delivers the poor from him who's too strong for him? Yes, the poor and the needy from him who robs him. 
unrighteous witnesses rise up. They ask me about things I don't know about. They reward me evil for good to the bereaving of my soul. But as for me, when they were sick, my clothing was sackcloth. I afflicted my soul with fasting. My prayer returned into my own bosom. I behaved myself as though it had been my friend or my brother. I bowed down mourning as one who mourns his mother. But in my adversity, they rejoiced and gathered themselves together. The attackers gathered themselves together against me, and I I didn't know it. They tore at me and didn't cease. Like the profane mockers in feasts, they gnashed their teeth at me. Lord, how long will you look on? Rescue my soul from their destruction, my precious life from the lions. I'll give thanks to you in the great assembly. I'll praise you among many people. Don't let those who are my enemies wrongfully rejoice over me. Neither let those who hate me without a cause wink their eyes. For they don't speak peace, but they devise deceitful words against those who are quiet in the land. Yes, they open their mouth wide against me. They said, aha, ah, our eye has seen it. You have seen it, God. Don't keep silent. Lord, don't be far from me. Wake up, rise up to defend me, my God. My Lord, contend for me. Vindicate me, God, my God, according to your righteousness. Don't let them gloat over me. Don't let them say in their heart, aha, that's the way we want it. Don't let them say we've swallowed him up. Let them be disappointed and confounded together who rejoice at my calamity. Let them be clothed with shame and dishonor who magnify themselves against me. Let those who favor my righteous cause shout for joy and be glad. Yes, let them say continually, may God be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. My tongue shall talk about your righteousness and about your praise all day long. We need to accept the fact that if we're going to be faithful to God, not everyone will cheer us on. Not even among friends and family or even other Christians, unfortunately. But we need to be confident in our integrity. Pray for them. Weep for them. Love them anyway, lean on God for his approval, and trust that he'll handle everyone else. If others want to root against us, God will humble them when it's time. If others support your walk with God, then the hope is that they'll praise God for what he does. Keep going. Don't give up. God's got you. That's the Thinking Out Loud thought for today. You've been listening to the Out Loud Bible Project podcast with Mike Dominey. When you become a patron of Outloud Bible Project, you help make the Bible accessible for people who desperately need to know they have a role in this conversation with God. To learn more, visit outloudbible.com and click support this project. Thanks for listening.